0: up guys welcome into your tuesday edition of the obr film breakdown a couple things i want to go through with you before we start the show today uh up on the website you will find a couple unique articles uh barry mcbride did the newswire which went into detail about the the goofy quotes from jerry uh jerry jones and and like just how he brushes off anything wrong from the owners again you know, I'm not trying to do the whole deflection thing here with Watson, but like the fact that Jerry Jones can be so dismissive of what the owners have been accused of is just quite hilarious to me. So that's up. And then some good stuff from Fred Greetham on Wyatt Teller and his, uh, motto, you know, motto going into the year, what do he thinks the Browns need to do to win, which I think at this point is pretty obvious. So uh, good quotes, good thought process there from Fred. So check that one out as well. We are in game week. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars opening in the preseason for two years in a row. Two, just two straight trips down to Jacksonville. A little different environment as the Browns head down to Jacksonville. Different coach. Maybe a competent NFL level coach. Can't call Urban an, <laughs> not a competent in, you know, college football coach. He had a lot of success there, but clearly an incompetent NFL coach. Uh, John Colosimo is here to join us. And, and uh, you know, John, what's up, man?
1: Not much. How's it going? Are we ready for some games or what here?
0: Oh, dude, we're in the desert of daily podcast content. I will say, I want to remind everybody, and I don't know if you even saw this, John, really, really cool thing coming up. Okay. There's this company that I'm going to be working with, Blue Wire, sort of helping this whole thing get its way off the ground here. It's just, it's a fascinating thing. When the OBR started Twitch last year, we were really interested in doing pre and post game, but the thing that I was most fascinated in is could you do something for a game, like a simulcast, like watch the game with people, talk through it, hang out almost. And we didn't, you can't do that. Twitch blocks it. It's copyright content. But the interesting thing is that this company has come along right before this season who is launching into this. OK, so go to my Twitter feed and check this out. The company's called Playback. So what they do is you go in. If you may, may, listen, maybe you're a person who likes hearing, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and all these people do Browns games or whoever, uh, Daryl Johnston or God forbid, LeVar Arrington, whatever, whatever you're into. If you like that, stick with it. If you want to hang out in like a chat forum and hear me talk through the game, bring in guests, talk to guests throughout the game, also simultaneously being able to watch it and simultaneously being able to hear. Uh, myself give my thoughts on these things like that's an awesome opportunity we have with this this company called playback so if you go to getplayback.com, i'll have a link to this in the description of this podcast you can sign up and when you sign up and put in your tv provider and as long as the browns are playing in your network or if you have sunday ticket so you know the, the obviously cbs and fox they roll out specific areas that get specific games if you're in the Cleveland market. For a game, or if you are in, uh, you know, a, a, somebody who uses Sunday Ticket, all you have to do is put in your username, password, and we all get put into a watch party together, and we're all watching simultaneously through this company. So there's no lag. There's nobody out in front of somebody else. It's all perfectly played through there today. I did a demo. It's so great. I'm gonna test this out Friday. Watch the preseason game live. It's a seven o'clock kick. Like again, all I said, like you have to, all you have to do is go in sign up put in your your uh tv provider and 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 you're good and every time the 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 room doesn't change so all you have to do is have the link to the uh, obr's live show which is is literally get playback.com slash room slash obr live it'll be in the same room every time i'm going to do it all year long probably not the, the next two preseason games because i might go to one of them but um Yeah, the regular season, I'll be live for every game. So I would love to have you come hang out. Like I said, you can come up on stage, actually, and uh, fire off thoughts, opinions, and questions. It's like a Twitter space and a Twitch show meshed into one with a live hangout watching the Browns. So if you're into that, you like this pod, you like my analysis, feel free to come through and watch this and hang out and and chat and talk through the game. That's where I'm going to be. And I'm telling you, the demo I did today was awesome. There's a lot of interactivity the seam is uh the stream sorry is is seamless like it plays really crisply and they're going to be in the future they have an a beta apple app right now so you can watch through your phone uh not sure you know it's a beta uh, situation so it's not probably perfect but they're also going to put a smart TV app together to have you be able to watch it on your TV so l- this company's going places really excited to get with them and i just think it's a really cool thing to do as an alternative to sometimes we deal with this terrible broadcast company so check that out like i said you can find all of the information some popular questions that came up on my twitter page today or just go to the link that's in the description of this podcast and you can get into that uh show and be a follower and already be linked up and ready to go when we go live on friday so check it out and appreciate it a ton real quick before we get to today's show with john we are going to take a break for our sponsors
2: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy?
1: Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See
2: Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because no. I don't either. It's not what I'm into
1: right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG thirteen.
0: Okay, John, the big news that happened tonight, man. Um Again, it's not Brown's world, but sometimes you and I, we 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 go off the rails a little bit. But it's still football. The college landscape is changing quickly. This we already know. The Big Ten adopting UCLA and USC and the, the earthquake. That's really the earthquake was set off with the Texas Oklahoma departure from the Big Twelve. Now this out of left field USC UCLA thing. And today we learned that CBS is now taking over, essentially a part of the group taking over the Big Ten. So the Big Ten's always been on ESPN. This will be the first time in 40 years that the ESPN and the uh, and the Big Ten Conference have not been aligned for games. So I think it's going to be CBS is going get, to get Big Ten games. The uh, Fox will get that big noon kickoff uh, situation. And then um, uh, NBC will get the nighttime Big Ten games. And that's obviously the two prime sports, football and basketball. While the SEC, which has always in my mind been associated with CBS, you know, I could listen to the theme music in my head right now it just always brought up those sec battles that seem to kick off at 330 but um they're going to be all espn and abc so it's just a complete shift and i think this is probably a bigger microcosm of the way college football is shifting and like i don't know john and it feels like in the next three years athletes are going to be getting paid by the university in some way shape or form not nil but paid by the university seems like we're going to super conferences is it going to is it going to be the same thing to you or are you going to be cool with it? Because like I think this I'll just give one little opinion before I open the floor to you. Like Ohio State is, is, is what I would imagine 90% of the listener base of this show is associated with college football. Ohio State plays like three games a year that matter, maybe four. Like they play a bunch of walkthrough games. And to me, a part of me, John, thinks it'd be really cool to have like 12 meaningful games on the schedule, which I think would be. Much more fun, much more interesting, and would make sense then for a playoff expansion because it'd be much like the NFL where you know you go ten and seven, eleven and six that's a great year you deserve to get in the playoffs, so I don't think it's as bad a deal, but there is certainly a hard line nostalgia that people are gonna really miss from this whole thing
1: yeah, I think um you know you know if you would asked me ten years ago um you know I would have been. Uh, You know, I I probably was a bigger college football fan than than an NFL fan for um, the better part of my life. And I don't know, as I've gotten older, it's just, um, you know, I used to be all in. I'm watching Ohio State beat down some hapless team, 70 to nothing or whatever the case. (laughs) I just don't have an appetite for it anymore. And, you know, the more um, the more that they've gotten to the level that they're at recruiting wise, the less and less games um, that are not like that. And I just don't find myself all that interested in watching. So, you know, that's, that's a change for me. Um, and I think that, um, I will say just in terms of this landscape thing, as soon as this thing started happening, I thought that the Pac-10 and the Big Ten would kind of make a marriage, um, early on. I think that, that made sense to me, you know, Rose Bowl tradition, that kind of stuff. This isn't the way I saw it going down, but the, um, the, you know, having those teams kind of marry up in some respect, um, always made sense to me. So I I think that could be really good. And, um, those things can be, uh, and I, I do think as you consolidate and you have more meaningful games, then then things will be a lot more interesting to me. Just, you know, in terms of, you know, is it is it ever going to be the same? No, it's not going to be the same. You know, but also when I was growing up way early on, um, you know, college basketball was flipping phenomenal. This, this is when you had to go to college for three years. So you had a lot better players. Um you know, especially probably when I was like a teenager, I mean, I remember Iverson and Rasheed Wallace and, um, you know, just an incredible slate of, you know, players across the board that, that made it a lot of fun. And when players were allowed to, you know, just jump straight in or go one and done, um, I don't think it's ever quite been as entertaining, but it's it's right, <laughs> you know. Um, morally speaking, um, that universities aren't able to, to really do that. So I I hope that, um, that we continue to have entertaining college football in a way that we don't necessarily for the NCAA, but I am very much for these players getting paid for doing what they do. So um, it just kind of got to roll with the punches and hope for the best in that regard. And, you know, um, I don't know, you know, we'll see how this goes, but, it, it's certainly trending toward that super conference type deal. And if the end result of that is that I don't have to sit through eight games of, and, and I'm not even sitting through them anymore, <laughs> but yeah. um, you know, if I can get more than, than, you know, three or four watchable games of Ohio state a year, then, you know, that'll be an improvement from where I stand today. And that has nothing to do with player money or anything like that. It's just, um, you know, the consolidation of talent and the, uh, you know, in the game.
0: So think about how great it is when Ohio state plays a meaningful game. Like it's a really cool thing. You typically will get together with family, do something for it. It's the new year, it's Thanksgiving or whatever. And I'm like, okay, wouldn't that be pretty cool to have like 10 times a year? I I mean, like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like think about how excited folks are to watch this Notre Dame game that opens a year. Imagine that being the schedule. Imagine going Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida State, Florida, like that'd be awesome. Like it just, it'd be awesome. And it's it's not like it, 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 it. Everybody would be doing it. It would be a challenging deal. And you know, it seems like a, a, essentially what you have is a Southern, Northern, and like Western. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not even Western Conference now uh, because of uh, you know the way USC and UCLA are heading east. But I, I just think that there's a way to get this right that makes it, it levels to it. Right? Could you have power five teams you know those teams a tier below could you have them two of those schools uh went out and win a mini playoff and they're invited to to the super i don't know i i don't know what the answer is but we have to stop pretending like college football breeds a bunch of different national champions anymore it just doesn't work that way there's there's like 15 programs that can do it and that seems like that's it so i guess The judgment of success of college football is a little different, right? Like going ten and two and winning a bowl game is a great season, but you know, that's not the outcome about fifty teams in college basketball are hoping for, or even more in college baseball. So I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but football is evolving quickly because there's, you know, as I mentioned, 350 million from CBS alone for the Big Ten. And the Big Ten has like eight bottom feeder teams. They have like eight unoriginal (laughs) teams that just don't make real serious runs that ride the coat, their borderline power five talent themselves and ride the coattails of the bigger teams in the conference. And, you know, I guess Michigan state had a run a couple of years there that back with the, um, what was his name? Cook. Uh, what was his oh, first sure. name? Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his first name off the top of my head. Connor Cook. Connor. I think, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Connor. And like Michigan had last year, but it's, it's predominantly Ohio state. So it's like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. When is Ohio State going to be like, our brand is bigger than the Big Ten? It feels like they could do that at any moment because it is. It is a unique brand that dominates Midwest. Other than Notre Dame, it's like the team in the Midwest. So, um, I don't know. College sports going to be fascinating to follow because I think there's a chance in a short period of five years, it just looks completely different. I, I think people think it's off the rails now with NIL stuff and with the transfer portal. But I'm telling you, There's going to be a ruling in the near future that says essentially the universities have to pay these guys a part of the revenue. They get back the the conference gets the big 10 champion, the big 10 channel money. They get back all these things. They're going to have to give that to the players and how they balance that out between the revenue sports and non-revenue sports is going to be a really fascinating uh, thing to track, but okay. 14 minutes in, let's talk about the Browns. Um, They released a depth chart today, and man. Let me tell you, there were a bunch of surprises, there were none. Um, the, <laughs> there's only really one thing that I think if you told me on like May 25th, hey, man, put together a depth chart, I probably could have got this all right. Um, Jacob Phillips and Anthony Walker are splitting, Mike. There, There's a dash there. I should. It should be noted, Anthony Walker is so respected. He is so respected across football, man. Uh, and, and, and that respect that we saw when he left the Colts and has come to Cleveland – He's just a wildly popular dude, and there's an immense amount of respect there. And for him to have come back to camp like two days ago and already kind of have that dash with Jacob Phillips, who's been running Mike, like it just shows there's a lot of respect there. I think they're grooming Phillips to be the replacement for Walker here, but uh, that's not a surprising one altogether, uh, a little bit. But, you know, I think they respect Walk a lot there. But otherwise, I would have said Jordan Elliott and Taven Bryan, we were starting D tackles. I think the thing that's going to be fascinating uh, is looking at how much does Deshaun Watson play. And really it's going to be interesting to me, John, because like he hasn't played in forever. This is like his yeah. first exposure to being on the, how does Jacksonville's fan base, which will have a decent amount of fans, how do they react to him? This is going to be kind of weird, uh, surreal thing. I think on Friday, seeing him back on the field and playing football for the first time since what, twenty. They made the playoffs. They did not make the playoffs as last year. So this will be the first time on the field for him since 2020. Yep.
1: Yeah. And early 20. Yeah. Well, early in the football season. Well, in December, I mean, uh, the
0: um, early in the county. they probably played one game in 21, like it flipped over and they played week 17 and 21. So I was probably wrong. So I had to. uh, Well, actually myself. But yeah, like, what are you looking for from him? I mean, I don't know.
1: I think they probably got to give him more of a run than you normally would um, for your starter um, or for somebody who's about to get suspended, you know, either one of those things, uh, you know, depending on how that plays out. But um, I think they're going to have to give him more of a run, at least over the course of the preseason. Um, I, I would expect that very few teams are playing established starters in this first preseason game. And So, like, right away, if he just takes a snap, it's already an odd, you know, something to look at and obviously tells you a little bit about what the team wants as far as, you know, because they they got a balance between, you know, A, is he going to be suspended, B, he hasn't played in a year and a half, Um, you know, how they you know and then you have the normal injury and safety type things that you would worry about your starter with so they're yeah. they got to balance all those things and then figure out how much action they want him to see um in three of these games so uh, i don't know um uh, you know i kind of expect a couple series i don't know if there's actually been official word out for that but i would expect a couple series which definitely would be out of the norm for what you would expect to see in any other preseason um, that he's with the browns
0: Yeah, they're off today. They're practicing tomorrow. Um, I should say, if you're listening, it's Tuesday. They were off Monday. They're practicing Tuesday. They practice Wednesday and then leave out of Cleveland Wednesday night. So we will probably see a little bit more clarity on that. But I think tracking Watson's efforts, I mean, just just again, seeing him on the field will be weird because there's an – I mean, it's already decided. They didn't appeal. The NFLPA did not appeal their side. So he's already missing six games no matter what. We'll see – what so i would be interested if they make it would it would make sense for 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 my perspective john to have them make that decision before friday because then the browns get an even clearer plan like if he's out all year there's no reason to play him there's there's no reason to play him so right. um yeah i would hope they could come up with that answer before friday but you just never know what the timetable of all of this is uh, otherwise You know, I looked at this, and I'm looking at Friday. You're right. It's an opening preseason game. They cut down preseason games, but I still don't think it matters. Like, I think that the second game, I would imagine, I think the second game is that Philly game where they have – the one o'clock Sunday kick, just like they had that one o'clock giants kick last year. I don't have the schedule in front of me, so I hope I'm not wrong. I think the second preseason game, they're going to be pretty ramped up and ready to go. in that one, the good thing is you get that bye week in between the preseason and regular season now. So that helps. But I think you're going to see a lot of Jacoby Brissett. And I think you're going to see a lot of young wide receivers who are trying to to still carve their path. Donovan people's Jones, Anthony Schwartz, who's missed some time. He'll play a lot. David Bell should play a lot. Uh, I think that you'll see a lot of those people. I'm curious John, like as we wrap into the end of this thing here is, is like guys, is there a guy on each side of the ball who you think it seems like, okay, there's two sides to camp. There are a bunch of guys who people blow up. They think the perfect example this year is Michael Woods. He's doing, look at this clip. I said, okay, let's pump the brakes. You've seen too much. You're talking about this guy too much. He's really not going to have an impact. I think then there's always the flip side of that where there's a guy in, in these games who will have these breakout preseason games. Think of, um, he went. Uh, gosh, man! I always have these great points in my mind, and I'm so tired. I can't remember. He just went <laughs> to the Lions. What? What is his name last year? Oh, right? sure,
1: uh, Jesus.
0: Yeah. Well, this is why you guys yeah. tune in. Two expert analysts here, yep. just giving you uh, <laughs> giving you names, and we are probably oh. laughing because most of you can get it uh, too. Hodge, but, Hodge. Yeah, Cadero <laughs> Hodge, a preseason darling. It's like these guys come on. So, like on offense for me, Jerome Ford is a guy who. He, I think has been talked about more this week than ever because Kareem Hunt's situation, which is so weird and remains weird, but nonetheless, I think people are going to be surprised when they see Jerome Ford get snaps, how, how competent I think he really is. I think he can, he's got a lot of burst. I think he plays powerful football. I think he's going to catch a lot of people by surprise. And I think it's going to be a Friday situation where over the weekend people are like, well, maybe they should just trade Cream Hunt because I got to get Jerome Ford on the field. That guy looks really good. Like, mm-hmm. seems like that's the guy on offense that stands out for me. Just under discussed in terms of uh, what people have taken away from camp, so on and so forth. And then for me on defense, I think I'm pretty tuned in to the defensive tackle group, and and nobody has really said anything about Taven Bryan. So. They've slated him as a starter. We know that this group is weird, right? It's not a secret. It's a weird and, and not very skilled group. So Taven Bryan looking competent alongside Jordan Elliott. And a guy, I'm just, again, talking people who are a bit under-discussed here. Greedy is another guy, but today they talked a little bit. I think Stefanski had talked a little bit about how they're always just going to kind of be managing Greedy's pain and the issue with his shoulder like it's just going to be an in perpetuity management thing and they try to get him rest they try to keep him out of certain things so greedy hasn't been discussed in my opinion the same way martin emerson has and and greg Newsom has and some of these other guys at corner and aj green's gotten a ton of press but like i'm park i'm really really interested i wish sean jolly was playing because that's a guy i had high hopes for as a nickel but he's beat up right now a little bit but Taven Bryan, i guess is a guy i'm going to be cued in on early because i would remember and i think you remember this too John, like we were watching the preseason, was it last year? God, I think it was. No, the year before. No, maybe it was last year. And we're like, Andrew Billings, that dude is just getting <laughs> destroyed. Like, this is yeah. pretty clear how out of shape and how unproductive he's going to be. So I need to see some competent play out of somebody like Taven. Do you have anybody on both sides of the ball you're going to be keyed in on? Uh, only a little bit. You know, and I think, you know, just as a general
1: point, uh, I think uh, you, once you've been through enough of these, There is almost never, you know, you know, the exciting player that comes out of nowhere that really um, ends up being something. But uh, on the flip side, like you just mentioned with with Billings last year, I think you can get some on the negative side that you know is is more meaningful in terms of players that you expect to look better and then don't. I think that ends up being a far better indicator of anything getting something out of, uh, trying to glean something out of preseason in terms of, um, uh, of what happens in the regular season. But, uh, I think I'm, I'm still interested in the tight ends, you know, I mean, I want to see, I don't know how many they're going to carry. Um, you know, I think they, they got Stanton in there, um, as a fourth guy right now in the depth chart. Um, I, I'm a little bit interested to see how, I mean, I'm definitely interested in seeing Bell, but he's talked about plenty. So, um. I think the tight ends. I want to see what the, you know, what the back end of the tight end room looks like in the preseason to see yeah. what happens yeah. there, and then, um, you know, I, obviously, I, I would like to see a little bit of how Alex Wright comes coming, and again, I know he's he's talked about it, it's not it doesn't really fit this, but, um, seeing how he adjusts, you know, around NFL players um, that um, a lot of which aren't going to make teams, you'd like to see some spark there out of a, out of a player um, of his caliber. So I don't know, you know, you're talking to a guy, like I just, I've been through so many of these and it's, it's almost always like a disappointment. Like you, Oh man, I really want to see some games. And then you get your first full weekend of preseason games and it's the NFL preseason. So uh, I'll be looking more, more so for players who don't look very good and pointing that out and, kind of taking note of those things rather so much than uh, um, looking for some, uh, you know, a flare up and a, a guy who's actually going to make an impact on a, in a good way.
0: Yeah. Hey, Cade York, step up to the plate, man. Going to need you to make some kicks. <laughs> gonna need you to make some kicks. Uh, Justin Tucker re-signed today. Ton of money. I think over 20 million. Worth it? Um, actually, I have a better question for you. Justin Tucker, best kicker ever? Do you view yeah, him as being better than Vinatieri and some of these others that they hold at the top of the list there? Do you, you do you view him as the best ever do it?
1: Yes. I, I mean, I do, uh, you know, there's, there's the clutch moments and, you know, you gotta, you have to get those kind of opportunities to to make a name for yourself there. And I mean, Vinatieri is a great one, but, um, Tucker's just been so good for so long and doesn't matter if it's a regular season and in the playoffs, he's just been that good. Um, Really, like the, the, I think they, they, we've seen some war studies and like, uh, PFF's put some charts out and he, he sticks out like a, a massive sore thumb. It's like, you know, he is the kicker that is truly, um, worth something, uh, extra versus the rest of the league over the course of his entire career. So it's hard for me to argue that he's not worth the money.
0: He's the only kicker that I hate facing. Like, I just hate facing that yes day. he just like he hangs over the game the best way i can say it is he hangs over the game like the most dominant closers in baseball we've ever seen like he's just everything about the back end of the way you play the ravens is like i don't want to give them a chance to kick it to beat us and that is like the best compliment i could ever give a kicker because he's that no doubt. automatic so uh, anyway, we hope the Browns get this guy uh, that they drafted to be a similar type. So We'll, no we'll have pressure. to listen
1: for that special sound that we've heard about.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> special sound, man. There was somebody who was talking about a special sound off Greg Joseph's foot. It was, uh, oh, man, i got to read this quote. And listen, Greg Joseph, kudos. He's battled. He's found his way in the league a little bit. But goodness, I have to find this quote. I hope I can find it. Ah, here it is. Vikings coach Kevin O'Connell said, Greg Joseph's kicking the ball so well That every time he hears his foot hit the ball, the sound is so fluid, he knows he's going to make it. And I was like, where have I heard this before? Also, kind of sounds like the way I describe hitting my irons in golf. Like I feel like I I know the sound. But anyway, that's a wrap. Listen, guys, we're hungry for new content. John, John and I and every guest I bring on are searching for things. Finally... Game week is here where we can put a lot of information out around a game analysis, rewind numbers, data, uh, opinions, all of it. We finally made it. The summer months have sucked, but you guys have been great. A ton of listeners over the summer. I think surpassing last summer's listener numbers by like 50% close to it. So it's pretty crazy and awesome. And I'm very humbled by you guys checking out the show and your support of the, this show. And when John comes on, you guys always have great responses to the shows that him and I put out. So we will continue these as we get into football season and have some fun around the Browns this year, even though it's not been fun and it might not be fun for certain parts of this year, we will try to find a way to make your Cleveland Browns football enjoyable. So thanks for checking out today's show, John. Thanks to you. No problem. Anytime, man. Of course. Uh Yeah. Thanks to you guys for stopping by and checking out the show. Uh, like I said, have a great a great Tuesday and um, yeah, man, kick back, enjoy the summer uh, while we have it because it is disappearing very quickly. So uh, again, guys, thanks for stopping by and listening to today's show. Uh, make sure you get out there and, and join playback, man. I think it's going to be a really great thing. I think you guys should be checking it out. Make sure you go in there again, link to do that in the podcast description you can find that link, again, if you don't want to go back there and check and you just want to type it in as I'm talking to you right now. Playback, playbackcom slash room slash OBR live, and I'll see you there for that live show Friday. Appreciate you, appreciate John stopping by. See you guys soon, and go Brown.